Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Justin Bizarro, and today I have with me my lovely and beautiful co-host, significant other and business partner, Deborah Mikus. Hello. And today we'll be interviewing Rhett Roberts of Uncle Rhett's company, and he does sauces and dry rubs for barbecue. Rhett, would you please introduce yourself? Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, Rhett Roberts from Osceola, Georgia. Um, started Uncle Rhett's a few years ago, and I've been voted the best cook in the world by six nieces and two nephews. <laughs> That's quite the acclaim. I love that. So, Rhett, why don't you give us a little background? How did you begin your company? Well, I would say I was probably more of a uh, weekend warrior, um, just having cookouts like uh, normal people do in the South, mainly for football tailgates and, you know, uh, summertime cookouts. And uh, over time, I started uh, messing around with uh, some barbecue sauce recipes that are in the South and and, uh, making my own version of them. and uh, got to the point where um, when I'd make some, I'd make a little bit extra and take it over to uh, my mom's house, who was uh, down the road uh, about four miles. And um, that way they would get to enjoy it with uh, the nieces and the nephews, the grandchildren. So um, after uh, after a while... I was just making it, you know, whenever, whenever I felt like it, but the demand from the house started to, uh, pick up a little bit and I had to, uh, start making, making it more than I was, uh, used to making. And, um, around the Christmas of 2015, um, uh, one of the grandchildren, my, my niece Emily, she was over at my mom's house, and she was just, you know, wondering what to get her for Christmas. And she asked her the question, uh, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And she didn't ask for the newest phone or or the the shiny, you know, brand new toy. Her only reply was she wanted some of Uncle Rhett's barbecue sauce. It's huge flattery. Uh, hey. Yeah, it was, and um, so I didn't know anything about this, uh, but when we got around to opening Christmas gifts um, that Christmas, I noticed a a trend in everything that I was opening up. Uh, The first thing that I got, it was like a a polo shirt with a a flying pig embroidered on it, and I was like, (laughs) well, this doesn't seem like uh, anything that, that... that's me, you know. And then I got an apron and some oven gloves, and all of a sudden I started opening up cases of jars that had uh, labels on them, and they all said, you know, everything was marked with Uncle Rhett's give a damn sauce. <laughs> and I really, I really didn't know what to think. Um, so I, I didn't know. I, I, I think I kind of upset. Set my mom. I took the jars home and I put them over in the corner, and and they sat there for a few weeks. And and I said, you know, if if she felt enough about 
making those jars and making those labels that I should, you know, at least fill them up and see what happens. So I went to the store and got all the ingredients and made another batch and uh, took them back over to her house. And then she was so excited. We started brainstorming on where we would sell it and uh, how much we would sell it for. And uh, all that led to, you know, did some figuring. It's like we'd be better off buying bottles and filling them up and it'd be the same price as a mason jar and it would it would look better, and we we made the uh, la- uh, labels a little bit fancier and put a picture on there, and uh, so we after we got a little bit vamp a little bit better vamped up product, we decided that we needed to get it out there and see what people people uh, said about it. So um, my my mother is a clown. And she was headed to the uh, World Clown Convention, and believe it or not, they do have those. <laughs> Wait, she's literally, literally a clown. A clown. <laughs> I thought you she, meant that figuratively, not literally. She's literally a clown, literally. and she's going to this clown convention, and here I am, you know, and yes, I'm worried that I'm starting a business in the food industry, which I have no knowledge about, and I'm going to get advice from clowns on what they think about this product. <laughs> So, you know, everybody tries it down there, and I, I get word from from the, everybody uh, when when she called back that she was just going and letting people taste it. But before, but before she would let them taste the product, she would say, you know, she would just hold up the bottle in front of them and say, what do you think, just to get their immediate response. And I think she was absolutely crushed when she ran into one of her one of her good friends and his immediate response was first of all gone with the winds an old movie and he wasn't sure that the uh the public would would make the correlation between uncle rats and give a damn and then he said secondly that you've got damn in the word uh, in the name so you've run off a bunch of Christians who could buy, and you've also <laughs> you've also eliminated yourself from being able to print the name on a T-shirt where somebody could wear it to school. <clears throat> I'm loving that you did so, so much market uh, research, and it's literally coming from a clown's perspective. <laughs> this is kind of hard to. It's a great story. I know. I bet he wasn't clowning around either. Uh, yeah, he wasn't clowning around, but. <laughs> The the thing he did say is, you know, you don't need to make this a gimmick. You need to sell it for what it is, good barbecue sauce. So we went back to the, the drawing board and started brainstorming immediately and looking for, for names that we could call it. And, you know, everything, it, it's a little bit more difficult than you think of because you think of something and it's like, oh, that's great, and then you Google it, and somebody's already got a product that that has that name. So we finally found something that that we felt that we could run with, and it was um, Uncle Rhett's back slapping barbecue sauce. And we went with that because we felt like it had a dual meaning of, 
you know, slapping barbecue sauce on some baby back ribs, <laughs> as well as, you know, having a, a back slapping good time, which is the most fun part of, of food is, is, is the cooking and the fellowship and having a good time. I love it. And so how old were you when you got this Christmas present where everyone decided you were going to cook for them? So that was 2015, so I was probably about 36 years old. That's great. So are you doing this full-time, or is this something that's still, you have to have your day job to manage it all? Yeah, I, I, I would consider myself a weekend warrior. Uh, I, I do have a job, but I'm doing this on the side. And, and my goal right now is to build a brand that that I can eventually do something with, and once I hit retirement, have you know either a restaurant or build truck stops, and and I'm working on building the brand right now. And tell us how you came up with your other sauces and your uh, rubs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the other sauces. Uh, a lot of them came from, you know, people wanting other things. Uh, the the first one that I kind of uh, came up with, um, the the second sauce was uh, Uncle Rich Jackpot Seven 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 Wing Sauce. Um, back in college, when and when I was finishing up uh, college at Valdosta State, there was a a place called the Deli Bar. And every Thursday night, we would meet up with our friends because they had really cheap uh, chicken wings. And they they tasted different than, than anybody else's. And we would actually, even back then, uh, shoot, that was 20 years ago, we were trying to replicate or or make a sauce that tasted like their wings. And I, and I think that Back then, we were we were overthinking it a little bit, and once I'd finally, you know, gone through the process of, you know, getting the co-packer and and having them bottle the sauce and help along, then I I knew how to get something that I wanted, you know, packaged and be a product. I said I need to go back to the drawing board and come up with that wing sauce. And uh, I think I, I got pretty close to it on, on, on the second try, and we, we, we vamped it up a little bit. But uh, it's, it's just very good wing sauce. All you have to do is, is fry wings and, and pour the ball on, on the wings and shake them up, and they're, they're delicious. Um, I believe you, uh, you entered that sauce into the flavor of Georgia, if I remember correctly. Yes, uh, flavor of Georgia in 2017. Um, that and the backsliding barbecue sauce was a finalist. Oh, excellent! How did you feel that contest went? I know I interrupted you in the middle of your other products, so we'll get back to those. But how did you feel about the contest and and how you did? And would you do it again? Uh, yes, I, I I would do it again. I I was. Um, going to enter uh, 
this year. I think I, I missed the deadline with a new sauce that that I'm coming out, so I, I may enter that in next year. But it was it was an awesome experience. Um, I, I feel like I made some mistakes because I had the uh, I was had to go in and, and do the barbecue sauce and turn around and do the wing sauce um, closely after it. And when I, I took the, the chicken wings in there for the uh, judging, I made the mistake because they said, do you want, I was worried about getting the barbecue sauce uh, presentation in there and the wing sauce. They said, do you want the wings to sit in the sauce or do you want to wait until you come out? And I made the decision to I just said, just leave them out and we'll fry them real quick. And uh, it, it, it made the, the sauce not exactly stick to the wing like we wanted to, but it was an awesome uh, experience meeting all the other um, entrepreneurs and 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 tasting all the good food. Well, excellent, I, yeah, I think it's a great contest. So, uh, what other products do you have other than the wing sauce and the backslap and rib sauce, or barbecue um, sauce? Excuse me. Well, we have an, a, another version that, that could be a, a, a barbecue sauce. It's more of a sweet mustard sauce called our tailgate honey mustard. And and I came up with it because when, when I'm looking in the grocery stores, um, I just can't find the honey mustard that that is basically honey mustard. Um, they they seem to be too creamy and and not what I, what I expect in uh in a honey mustard um it's awesome for dipping uh fried chicken fingers in but i've also heard that uh, people use it as a salad dressing um and and really like using it like that um it it just depends some people uh, like sweet over over the the barbecue sauce um, so overall, is it a sweet or is it a little bit spicy sweet? Because sometimes brown mustards, or is it a brown mustard or a yellow mustard that's the base? It's it's a yellow mustard that's that's the base. Um, but it, it it's really a, a sweet um, mustard sauce, and the uh, the backslap and barbecue is is more towards a uh, a sweet spicy. A little heat. There's there's a little bit of a hint of ketchup that brings it back a little bit. And then and, uh, go ahead. One of the uh, favorites that that I've I've seen is um, the Uncle Rhett steak and fry seasoning. Um, People don't know what they're getting when they when they get their first bottle of it, um, because the name might throw them off, and they think that they can just use it on steaks and, and fries. But I I would just always use the same seven or eight spices when I was cooking, and I was like, I, you know, it would be so much easier if, if I just combined those, and and see what that's like, <clears throat> and. It is absolutely amazing on French fries, but you can use this stuff on anything. Uh, there's there's nothing better than getting some field peas or butter beans, and and you know seasoning your vegetables 
with it. Some people use it like in, in the place of table salt or using a little bit of it on some fried eggs. But uh, uh, people are, are in love with this stuff, and, and I use it on pretty pretty much everything when I cook. I love having a go-to all-around seasoning. I definitely am a sauce person, and uh, just recently I started using some seasoning on sweet potatoes, so I bet yours would be amazing. I'm going to have to pick some up next time I'm out in Georgia, or maybe I can jump online. Oh, yeah, you can jump online at uh, UncleRets.com, and, and uh, there's several places ar- around uh, Osceola, Georgia, where you can buy these products. So, people, it's just as easy as going to Uncle Rhett. Is that R-H-E-T-T dot com to find your products? Yes. It's Uncle Rhett's, R-H-E-T-T-S dot com. Oh, with an S. Perfect. Actually, I was checking out your website before we got on today, and um, I was reading from your blog and and uh, seeing your easy as flipping burgers recipe for making ribs and i'm definitely going to give it a try i've never had great success with having my ribs come out tender but i'm going to try your method and see how it works out yeah the the three two one method of cooking ribs is is really a, a an easy way to do it and a lot of people are using uh traegers these days and pellet grills that makes uh, you know, smoking stuff not as hard as it used to be because uh, you can pretty much tell it, I want it to be this temperature. Um, and and so the first three hours, you're trying to uh, get the smoke flavor that you want into the, into the meat without overcooking it. And uh, then you wrap it up in tinfoil with some liquid for the next two to, to tenderize it. And by that time it's done, but you, you take the sauce of, of, you know, your choice. I, for some reason, I'm talking about back slapping barbecue sauce uh, and you put it on the, the ribs. And, and it, if you've got a nice charcoal grill, you just want to bring up the heat and get a, get a char. So you, you have all kind of depths of flavor. So, Rhett, as you're trying to expand your product lines and trying to get into different retail stores, like, what's your method? I mean, we a lot of this podcast is trying to give advice to other entrepreneurs to share knowledge. So what advice do you have for people in terms of getting their products out to the public? Well, you you have to um, get get your samples out there and you have you can't be afraid to to knock on doors and go inside um having you know a way to to get it in into somebody where they can taste it is 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 key and uh, I, i've seen one of the best things you can do if if, if you're having trouble getting in a store is it, most of these meat markets and everything have employees so you, you don't necessarily have to go to the top and try to you know fight your way in if if you can you know give samples to the employees that are working those stores um because they're normally the people that are on the floor if, if you get them tasting and liking your product it 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 goes a lot further than, than than you think. Yeah, I think that's a great approach. And 
a lot easier than getting in with the managers and whatnot. And also in the long run, if you do end up with your product in the store, those are the people on the floor selling it. So that's great for them to have tasted your product as well. And so from there, so do you do a lot of testing and sampling and um, how often are you on the road doing that? Is this something you, you actually do every weekend? It, no, I don't. I don't sample that that much. I I try my best to you know uh, whenever there there cookouts are around um, town and everything, or or when I'm wherever I'm traveling, I I try to to keep you know sauce with me and 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 find uh, stores on the way and and drop it by. But uh, you know the the first time is is not always you know. The, the the selling point you know you had to continue to 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 go back around to these places and 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 check because you know the right person might not have been there to check it or or you dropped something off and and you know they forgot that that it was even there um so it it is it's a combination of persistence and and you know being able to take the word no, because uh, for every no you hear, you're that much closer to hearing hearing a yes. I like that attitude. It's a good theory. Um, so what lessons have you learned so far? What have been some of the hardships with trying to get your brand out there and in the stores? Um, some of the, the, the hardships is... is uh, it, I, I guess it goes back to you really can't uh, tell a book by its cover. You know, some of the stores that you just want to be in um, and, and think, oh, if, if, if I can get in there, then then the product will move a lot faster. Um, that's not always the case. So you, um, some, some, you know, stores you think, you know, they, they're not going to move it a whole lot and, and they'll be calling and, and asking for orders quicker and, and, and bigger than, than anyone else. So it, it's just, um, staying on top of it. And I'm not sure where I'm going with this one. So do you also try and get out to farmer's markets and, or you just focus primarily on the internet and also on retail stores? Um, in the beginning, I, I did a little of the farmer's uh, market stuff. Um, I'm I really pushing for online sales, but being that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a more of a, a weekend thing for me. I've been focusing on really uh, getting it out locally and, and keeping everything clear, at, I mean, concise, where it's not far to, to drive it um, to, you know, it's, it's not going to take up my entire weekend if somebody calls and, and puts an order in. Um, however, yeah, I, I am getting to the point where I'm ready to start growing and, and reaching out. Um, uh, an, another seasoning that I've come up with is the uh, backyard heat. And I had a 
buddy that, that I, that's a co-worker and he goes fishing all the time and he said i'm i'm looking for a good seasoning to cook you know my fish with and and i was like well if you give me some fish then i might can can start coming up with with something that that would that you would like to cook with so he would bring me some of his fresh catch and and i already had an idea of of where i wanted to go with it and uh we kept playing around with it and he, and after a few times he was like that's it so we uh came up with the backyard heat seasoning that that's really for uh blackening fish and some people like it on uh steaks and uh where i've been focusing on barbecue now i'm trying to to focus on um products for for fish and seafood and uh my newest sauce that that i'm coming out with is uncle Rhett's uh beach bum cocktail sauce that sounds delicious so you mentioned a co-packer previously um but it sounds like you have a variety of products that are out there so do you have a co-packer make all of your different products or are you having to make some of them yourself considering they're new products and you don't have the volume yet um, I'm using the co-packer for all of my products right now. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, trying to get the volume up to a point uh, where I could then bring it in-house and, and you know, make all of my products at, at some point. Oh, so as a long-term goal, you're actually wanting to bring all of the production back in-house versus a co-packer? Um, well, one of two methods. Either get the volume up where I could order at larger quantities um, or bring it in-house if I would do something like a restaurant or 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 a uh truck stop that 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 focuses on on my products um my goal is is to get the volume up so i can bring my price price point down uh to to get it cheaper for the customer that's definitely always a trick you know and people always go between making it themselves because they can do it sometimes for less money but then they can't be out selling. So it's always kind of the which comes first, the chicken or the egg in that scenario. And uh, so it's always a hard decision. You know, you mentioned and you told us your story about how you started your company and what gave you the idea to actually bring it as a company. But did anyone in your family start out as an entrepreneur that kind of gave you the roadmap as to what to do or what not to do? Or have you just been all trial and error and figuring it out as you went? Um, well, it wasn't necessarily the, the food business, but I, I think that, that my mom played a huge part in wanting this, um, me to go this, I, I, I feel like she planted the seed, um, for this business and, and it's my job to, to keep it going by, you know, watering that seed and, and keep it, uh, moving along i remember that uh when we had changed the labels and we were getting away from the the going with the wind theme and and 
we were moving over to Uncle Rhett's, and and she was like, okay, she was devastated. She was like, what, what are we going to do with this? You know, that we're just this is we're not supposed to, you know, use Gone with the Wind because we're cutting people out. Uh, we, uh, what do you want Uncle Rhett's to be? And I was like, I. I want Uncle Rhett to be me. I I don't want it to be anything else. I don't want to have to fake anything. So I said, I don't want Uncle Rhett to wear a visor. I want him to wear fishing shirts and shorts and, and flip flops. I, I was like, I don't want I don't want it to be a gimmick. And so uh, she brought a friend over, and we were like, Well, what do we do? You want to hold a pig or or something? You're like, trying to think of what we can have. On this on this logo and and nothing just seemed right and and we were you know it's getting irritated a little bit and 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 the lady said well just go over there and I got underneath the cook shed she said he said look at she said look at your mom and smile and she took a picture and then she took a few more but that was the the image that that ended up being the likeness that's on all the bottles and I remember taking. Uh, when I was getting the tailgate honey mustard sauce and, and I took it over to my mom's house and I was like, look at this, look at, you know, what we have going here. And she was so excited and, you know, pinned it on the refrigerator. Like it was a <laughs> report card, report card from school. And she was like, you know, you're, she, she, she told me, she was like, you're building a nationwide brand. You don't even realize it. And, so that that's I, that's why I feel like she she's the one that that put the entrepreneur in me, and I feel like it's my responsibility to you know water the seed and keep it keep it going uh, and see what happens. Yeah, there's another person from the South that puts his likeness on everything, and that was Colonel Sanders. And look what 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 happened to his company, Kentucky Fried Chickens everywhere. So. I, I like it. I actually like your logo a lot. I think it's uh, it's good because then people recognize you and, and you're on the bottle and it becomes your likeness and the person representing it. Um, is your mom still involved? Is she still... I mean, I know you bring ideas back to her and stuff, but does she help you with stuff on a regular basis? Uh, she uh, she has uh, passed away and this was one of the last things that... that uh, we were working on, but I can tell you that she is definitely involved in this. I'm sorry to hear about your mom. The, um, the sauce is so was, did she help you then taste brands and, and get it out for people to test market? We mentioned that how she helped you with the first sauce, but I assume as your mom, she was probably one of your biggest advocates. Yeah, she, she was, and on the wing sauce, uh, when we were, were coming up with that, I'd make some samples and take it over there, and she she said, you know, uh, one of the steps, she said, jalapeno needs jalapeno, and I was thinking the same thing, so I was like, I didn't know whether to put it in there or not, and so she definitely was, was one of the, the big ones and uh, uh, was really pumped up about being able to go out and 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 get it in in stores and uh so it's it it it's her that 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 i'm trying to keep this going for that's great that's a beautiful story 
You know, you mentioned the jalapeno. Um, heat is always an interesting thing. And using a fresh ingredient like a jalapeno, how do you keep your heat consistent? How do you keep the heat consistent? Right. So, like, because sometimes, like, I know I'll go and buy a jalapeno, and one jalapeno tastes like a green pepper, and the other one is blow your socks off. Yeah, we with the um, with the backyard heat, and and uh, I I noticed when at going to the uh, stores where they were getting the products to to put all the dry ingredients together, I noticed that they made like a a, a green jalapeno powder, and that's uh, what we use in in the backyard heat that that's a, a little bit different and and yeah it it'll knock your it'll knock your socks off um and you have to be careful with it uh but but the hard thing about heat is like some of the stuff that that isn't isn't even hot will will seem hot to someone else and and like they're on fire so it it's everybody's palate's on difference so it, it, as far as the heat you know with uh, as long as the ratio is the same then then it is what it is but it, it's pretty consistent so if i were to guess a lot of what you do and how you promote your business and the success you've had is to focus on your product and and the flavor and the taste and and let the product do the work for you well that's uh, my my goal is 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 to build a brand where you know when when you see my face that that it's gonna taste good number one and it's it's and i also advocate you know having fun while you're cooking so um i just want my brand to be associated with good tasting food And um, so with that, have you had anything that any hardships or, or things you wish you would have done differently? And if so, what are some of the things that you wish you could have gone back and told yourself when you started the company? Um, I think when uh, when I was developing some of these products, it, it had been uh, better to you know, slow down and and try a different thing, but not try to to rush getting it out and make sure the product is consistent and exactly what you want because once you go through all the trouble of getting process approval, you can't go back and say, okay, I just want to tweak this a little bit. Well, you should have done this. No, I mean, it's, you, you have to go through the entire process again to to get it fixed if you do make a mistake um did it take you a while a, to get, a lot, oh go ahead i'm sorry a lot of times I, it, so at sometimes you know you want to slow down and make sure you have everything right you uh i feel like you, you need to focus on one thing at a time so you may even want to slow down and just do one product 
You've mentioned wanting to expand and go into a truck stop or having your own restaurant. Um, how are you going about those goals? Is it you want to grow your product line first and make sure it has revenue and your product line will then generate capital to do that? Or is it something you're also saving up for? Uh, basically, I was just, you know, start. You have to, you know, get the products here. And then you you push to to get them on the shelf and and but once once they get on the shelf, um, at the beginning there's a little bit of waiting game because you don't know um, you know how fast they're going to move and you got to keep everything in stock. But my goal is to increase the product line and and continue to build the brand where if wherever direction it it takes if if i ever bring you know the business home whether it be you know becoming a co-packer myself or or you know starting a restaurant with the brand or you know doing the truck stop that 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 uncle Rhett's will already be established as as a brand and so in terms of building your brand are you adding more uh, categories and different products because you have all these ideas or is it because like you go into the retail area and they're saying it'd be a lot easier to put you on our shelf if we had five products, you know, which is the part that's pushing it? Is it your, all of your ideas or is it a demand? Um, I would say it, it, it's demand. Um, it, we're all in, in the South. We're always, uh, we don't have a lot of restaurants that you can drive to. So there's a lot of times where, you know, you just have a bunch of couples get together and, and, and cook out. And, you know, the, the cocktail sauce, which I, I wanted to come out with, um, but and I've been holding it back. But, when we kept eating, you know, seafood and fish, there were several people that's like, dude, you, you've got to put that, that one in a bottle. And, and so where I was focused on, you know, meat markets and barbecue and I was, and I was like, well, this is a way where I can expand my territory and start moving to the coastline. Um, you know, with the, with the backyard heat and the cocktail sauce, then I can head to Savannah or St. Augustine or, you know, Destin and try to hit these um, fish markets. But uh, along the way, you know, stop by and, and reach out to these uh, meat markets that I haven't stopped by and, and, and pushed the uh, barbecue sauces. So you're literally going door to door and and pushing this with anyone who who will take it and doing sampling uh, as you do it. So you just point in a direction, say Savannah or St. Augustine, which is northern Florida near Jacksonville uh, on the east coast of Florida, just so the audience knows. Um, And so you just basically you you pick a direction and then stop along the way. Yeah, that that's that's my current plan. Um, is uh, well, I I visit these places, you know, frequently, and 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 why not? Um, one one of my biggest uh, 
purchasers now as as I mean I didn't even feel like pushing it. I was going on vacation, but I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and and drop these bottles off and uh, you know just leave. And when I came back from my vacation, I stopped by. I said, you know, at this time I'm not even gonna say anything. You know, I'm not gonna say I'm the you know Uncle Rhett. I'm just gonna see what they they say. So the guy said, hey, you're the one that brought that sauce. And I dropped two different sauces on, and, and I was like, which one? And, and he was like, the the barbecue sauce. So I was like, he, he was like, yeah, we need some of that. Um, and so, he, you know, he put in a, a huge order, and, and I was like, well, what about the wing sauce? He's like, well, <laughs> we didn't carry anything for that. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, some people love some sauce and some people love the other and it just uh, depends on on who it is and 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 where it is but but there's there's people that like you know all of them but you know you can't you can't make somebody like your product you know that's true everyone's tastes are a little bit different but uh when you find something that's appealing to everyone it's uh it's a a good thing and a good start for sure and from there I mean, are you planning and expanding into other parts of the United States? And with that also, how do you do all your distribution to your clients? Well, uh, the volume hasn't uh, reached that where I have that problem yet. Um, I would definitely... uh, I'm trying to get the uh, the volume up where I can order it by the pallet. Right now, I'm I'm going up to uh, the co-packer and picking up and doing all the shipping uh, myself. Um, but uh, there there are distributors around um, that that I could reach out to that could uh, help if if I get to the the point where you know I need to push them, but. Right now, I'm 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 able to sustain it, uh, you know, with myself. But I'd, I'm looking forward to having that problem if it it it, it comes up. It's a good problem to have. You know, one of the things lots of entrepreneurs talk about is as a difficulty is the capital. And so, how have what's been your approach? Are you doing this yourself? Do you have investors? How are you making it all come together? Um, right now, I'm I'm doing it all myself, uh, and the 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 sales that that come back in, um, you know that that leads to the development of you know other products, and I guess that gives me an advantage because I do have another job which I can't devote my whole time completely to the line and building the brand. Um, but I, I do have another, you know, source of income where I, you know, if it, if it doesn't sell immediately, you know, I, I still got time, but every, everything that I'm, I'm making off of it, I'm, I'm using for, you know, development of more products. So do you sit at your uh, job sometimes and you can't get uncle Rhett's off your mind? Um, I don't think I have, you know, that, that problem that there, 
I'm pretty good at, at multitasking. Um, and, and there's nothing, you know, that, that would come up, you know, when I'm focused on Uncle Rhett, I'm focused on Uncle Rhett's, but, uh, it's, it's not going to, you know, take over my life. So at some point, seeing as though your niece was really the one who said she wanted it as a Christmas present, do you think somewhere down the road, maybe these kids will be part of the, your company? Well, that, yeah, that, that's what it's all about is, is, is building something that, uh, uh, somebody can sustain, uh, down the road. I, I definitely want them to, you know, be a part of it. And, uh, that's what uncle Ritz is all about. Cause we definitely want to, you know, give back. And I know my face is on the bottle and, and, but it's not all about me, you know, this Uncle Rhett's about family and friends and, and having a good time. Well, thank you very much for doing the interview today. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it and your time and taking the time to come and talk to us. And we'll definitely be interested in hearing how, how you grow in, in the next year or two and, and get you back on the show. But first off, I just wanted to thank you because we're extremely grateful to, to everyone that's come forward and, and tried to make this show and our dreams come true as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. And um, so with that being said, I want to make sure that as we get off, you quick tell the audience again how they can find your product and what your social media tags are so they can find you there and and like you and follow you and follow your journey. And I, obviously we want them to see your logo. So what's your contact information? How can they see your products? Uh, the, my products are available online at uncle dot com. That's uh, R H E T T S. Uh, you can also find them, uh, at the Osula meat market. Uh, Luke Propane shops at Fourth and Cherry in Osceola. If you're on I-75 on Exit 82, there's a uh, Carol Sausage, and on I-75 Exit 134, there's a Striplings uh, where you can get our products. Um, and they can find all of those on the way website too, correct? The stores that you're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I need to update the list, but. Uh, they're, they're all on the website. Um, we're, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, most of the tags are Uncle Rhett, you know, all all one uh, word. Um, but, and, and I'll make sure I and, put it in and, the episode notes for everyone so they can find your website and your social media as well. Yeah, and if they need to email, they can hit me directly at uh, Rhett at Uncle com. Again, just um, that was Rhett's, that was Rhett at UncleRhett's.com. Is that correct? Correct. R-H-E-T-T at UncleRhett's.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you again, and thank you everyone for listening to episode 13. 
Uh, again, this is Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. My name is Justin Bizarro. You can reach me at justin.bizarro at gmail.com. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O at gmail.com if you're interested in being on the show. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs, all one word. 